0: What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of The Whiskey Sessions. This is episode 33. This is A Metz, and I'm here with B-Pimp. B-Pimp, how's it going? It's going well. Good. I'm psyched for another episode. We have a good top five list. We're going with our top five favorite box office flops. So we know there are some movies out there that just tanked big time, but maybe they still hold a special place in our heart. So we're going to go over those. And we're going to go over a, another game of Let's Get Personal. Plus, B-Pimp's got a whiskey that I'm curious to see if he's going to give something to boot or if it's going to be another one on the smooth train. But why don't we start with another round of Let's Get Personal?
1: So, this is a very special edition of Let's Get Personal. I'm not going to reveal why until after. Oh. But you, what I'll be doing is I, ble- I will be naming a, a person that you will know. And you have to tell me whether or not there is a personal life section in their Wikipedia page.
0: Right. And it's, it's tough. Some people have it. Some people don't. We've each done one full round of this. So we'll do kind of a half round every few episodes. Um, and the scores are right now I am down big time. So when we first did this, I got two out of five correct in guessing if a celebrity had a personal life section or not. And pimp, you got four out of five correct, so you're up two on me right now. I came hot out of the gate. Yeah, so I'm gonna be really trying to play catch up on this so that next time it's your turn to go, um, I have a good chance of hopefully at least tying.
1: We got, When we get started, I want you to try
0: to see if you can tell me what the theme is of this Let's Get Personal. Okay, I will try to do that. All right, let's uh, get into the game then. This is Let's Get Personal let's get personal, personal, personal personal
1: perfect all right so as i said as we go through this you may notice the theme if you do tell me what it is i'll let you know if you're right okay is that a bonus point you get a bonus no you don't get an <laughs> official point but you'll get uh you'll get a uh, whiskey session street
0: cred if you get it right. uh, okay that's i've been trying to get some for some reason <laughs> only you have whiskey session street cred and i don't get it and i want some of it too
1: I just assigned a bunch to myself to start with, unfairly. Uh, okay, that's how it worked. Alright, go Um on. Your first Let's Get Personal is... Former Backup Center for the Seattle Supersonics, Frank Borkowski.
0: Okay, so the theme, if I had to guess, is Supersonics. <laughs> you got it! Nice. And they would all,
1: street cred. all have
0: to be former Supersonics at this point. Alright, so Frank Borkowski... I am going to say he does not. You are one for one. Who? nice. I'm trying to think he, what a personal life section for Frank Bukowski would even say.
1: I'm going to tell you, he doesn't have one, but at the very end of his article, it did mention that he's engaged to someone named Megan McCarthy. I don't think it's the Megan McCarthy, <laughs> <laughs> but he's engaged to a Megan McCarthy.
0: Interesting. Weird. He's currently engaged, but how old is he? Like fifty?
1: I think he's older than that.
0: Wow. Okay. Well, it could be.
1: It could be dated. He could have been engaged in like 2007, and no one has updated his page. Are (laughs) you (laughs)
0: suggesting, even for a second, that Frank (laughs) Brakowski's Wikipedia page might not be updated daily?
1: I'm sorry, Frank. You're right. That's ridiculous. It must be very up to date.
0: Wow. Okay. Well, I'm ready. Are you ready for your number two? I'm ready, but I just wanted to say that I'm now back. At five hundred, I'm three for six. Overall. Oh yeah! So that so feels you're like
1: good. a mediocre free throw shooter.
0: Yes, I'm like um, flipping a coin.
1: Let's see Humanized. if we can get above that with the number two former Seattle SuperSonics amazing point guard Gary Payton.
0: I'm gonna say yes, he does have a personal life section. It's Gary Payton. He's got to. He does.
1: You are yes two today, but I'm gonna tell you. This was a tough one for me to determine because he has a personal life section. He also has an overarching off-the-court section that the personal life section is held within, but the whole thing is about things outside of basketball, so I think it has to count as yes. That's okay. My official ruling.
0: That is interesting, though. But the subsection is at least called personal life?
1: Yeah, it's the first one in the section,
0: okay. and it really,
1: the whole thing goes through his personal life, so I'm counting it as Yes.
0: Okay, good. Uh, yeah, I think going forward, as long as a s- section or subsection is called personal life, it counts, right?
1: I would normally say no if there's like a personal life subsection that's like one sentence or something like that. But because this whole off-the-court thing was all his personal life, I think it was just a way that someone chose to organize it so they can have more specificity in ah, his okay. personal life. And I don't think you should be penalized for that.
0: Okay. But, can we agree that even if the Wikipedia article talks a lot about his personal life, if it never has personal life as a section or subsection in there, then it just does not count? Exactly, yes. Okay. We'll call that the Frank Thomas rule.
1: Yeah, the Frank Thomas corollary. Yeah. Are you ready for your number three?
0: I am ready for my number three.
1: It's the big, smooth Sam Perkins.
0: Ooh. Okay. So I'm trying to think. Big, smooth Sam Perkins. What could give him a personal life section, you know, maybe it's not how he's known as a basketball player, but he did also play in North Carolina with Michael Jordan. So I feel like anybody that played with Michael Jordan might have a better chance of having a personal life section. I'm going to say yes. Oh, no. You ruined your perfect run. He does not.
1: (sighs) When I was younger, I thought that Sam Perkins founded the chain of restaurants called Perkins. That's like a breakfast place in the Midwest. (laughs) Yikes.
0: I hope not for his sake. (laughs) Uh,
1: I used to think that. I used to love that place. But now, if I went back, you know. In the last ten years, I don't know what I would think of it, but when I was younger I was like, Hey, this Sam Perkins really knows what he's doing.
0: (laughs) He is, yeah. That would be a pretty good investment. Although I don't know how much like Perkins the chain would even be worth. Maybe it's like going under, I have no idea. In which case not a great investment.
1: I think it's still around.
0: Okay. Damn it. I was really hoping to just have like a full five for five this time, but it's not gonna happen.
1: Well, you're two of three and here's your number four. Okay. He he started in the Western the the famed and notorious Western Conference Finals in 1993 against the hated Phoenix Suns. He is shooting guard Ricky Pierce.
0: Ooh, Ricky Pierce. So he would get he was a bit of a personality. He was definitely a gunner. Oh god, Ricky Pierce. Would he have a personal life section? I'll say no.
1: Three for four.
0: All right, good. I Nailed I just it. don't think. The Ricky Pierce legacy has stood the test of time. And by the time it was, you know, Wikipedia started coming out, I just don't think anybody would have done it.
1: Nobody had the gumption to go in and add that personal life for Ricky
0: Pierce. All right, well, let's see
1: if you can get a four for five to match my last outing. Because Uh, your last personal, let's get personal entry for today is my favorite, one of my favorite supersonics of all time, Detlef Schrempf.
0: Ooh, Detlef Schrempf. You know what, I'm just going to say, yes, he does have a personal life section.
1: Four for five. Yes.
0: I. There's no way he doesn't. I. And the other thing is, I think the reason I thought Detlef probably would is I remember reading some story about him. I think he was like cutting down trees on his property or something like that. That was, I think, annoying his neighbors. It had something to do with trees and his <laughs> property in the Seattle area.
1: Detlef Shrimp, Neighborhood Rascal.
0: Yes, I... He,
1: <laughs> the
0: thing that it, there was
1: in his personal life section that I found interesting is he's now, like, the president or, uh, or something
0: of a business consulting firm. <laughs> interesting. <laughs> yeah. Well, plus he's been on, like, Parks and Rec at least once.
1: Yeah, that was a good episode.
0: Yeah, Detlef Shrimp. Yeah, okay, cool. Four for Great five. Job. That you means... Good job.
1: You, you represented Seattle proudly with that good. showing.
0: I, uh... I am happy to be not only overall six for 10, so like firmly in the positive, but I think if I, you know, next time we do this and I'm, if I stump you a couple of times, I have a a good chance. Set myself up well.
1: Yeah, it's an ongoing saga that will not be decided for
0: millennia to come. Oh, for sure. This game will not end anytime soon. And we don't care if our listeners want it to or not. Oh, no I surely really don't care about that. No, I, I have never cared about that, or pretended to. Okay, um, you know, I think if our listeners have ideas for Let's Get Personal, they should keep them to themselves, because this is not something we solicit. They can always ask about top five lists, or just have their emails read on air in general. But the rest of it, this is on us.
1: They're not allowed to talk about it at all, other nope. than... Listening to it.
0: Yes, I I agree with that. All right, B-Pimp, what is the wonderful whiskey you have for our listeners today?
1: Well, this is going to be an interesting one because I got a plastic bottle of Fireball cinnamon whiskey.
0: Oh, shit. So this
1: could be a boot. I, I, you know, I've had it before. Um, It doesn't stand out to me as particularly offensive. I know I've drank it on more than one occasion. It is a 66 proof, so very low, very low. whiskey with a natural cinnamon flavor. And on the back, on the little blurb, it says what you have here is smooth whiskey. So they're trying to sway me.
0: Oh, boy. I don't <laughs> like that. Like there, I didn't know this early on the whiskeys would already be pandering to our podcast.
1: They're really trying to win me over. Plus, it says it tastes like heaven, burns like hell. What happens next is up to you, which is, you know, a little aggressive,
0: but... A little aggressive, doesn't even rhyme. I don't know.
1: But I'm still going to try it and give my honest opinion.
0: Yes. Don't, don't let the bottle sway you. Just, you know, go with how you feel the actual taste is.
1: So I'm about to... I'm going to take a swing out of this bottle because I feel like that's what you should do with Fireball.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure. That does not need a glass as a middleman. All right, B Pimp. The moment of truth is this whiskey smooth, or does it get the boot?
1: Get out of here, Fireball! You're getting the boot.
0: Oh, finally, B Pimp is on the boot board. Good.
1: It's not. It's not terrible, but it's so. It's. I mean, it does what it's saying it's gonna do. It tastes like Big Red. It's a gimmick. It's fine. It doesn't make me sick or like regret drinking it. But it's just I mean I can't give that a smooth. Uh-uh. It's not it's not it's not smooth. It's it's out of here. I kicked it. I don't care that you told me it was smooth. In fact, you know I hope that boot mark hit right on that word on the back. Oh right on the boot.
0: smooth. No, it's uh and we're not fence sitters here. Something is smooth or it gets the boot. And the you just home. got it. Yeah, and this, of course, would actually mark the time—the first time that two episodes in a row we've given Whiskey's the boot—and
1: fairly well-known ones.
0: Yes, so that's interesting. I—I I, I wonder if this is episode thirty-three, and I forget if we've done boot or smooth every time. Maybe we didn't the first couple of times, but I'd like to know what our overall stats are.
1: We don't have a site dedicated to that yet.
0: No, we should. One of our fans, hopefully they can put up that site and then, you know, keep up the stats in it.
1: We need some uh, Excel spreadsheets so we can get some stats
0: when we need them. Yes. That's, uh, I want to be, I mean, I'm not even sure this level of stats can even fit in Excel. This might have to be like Microsoft Access or something like that.
1: Is that like a heavy duty version of Excel? I have not used Access. As far as
0: I know it is... We can get some like 3D modeling in there. Ooh, that would be nice, too. Like a little Google SketchUp. I don't know. There's got to be other programs out there. We just want you stat heads to get involved.
1: I want this podcast to hang around long enough so that I can get 3D printed whiskey
0: to taste. Instead of having to buy it at the store. That would be amazing. I would love to be able to do that. I wonder how far away we are from 3D printing alcohol.
1: I think if we get to episode like three thousand three hundred and thirty three. We could do it. We might we might have that. Yeah, we could I
0: I totally agree with that. That'll all be right. the
1: big the big four threes episode of
0: <laughs> Um Alright, so two whiskeys in a row have gotten the boot on this podcast. Hopefully, uh, in the next couple episodes we'll get back on that smooth terrain, but who is to say? Speaking of things that got the boot, essentially, by America We're talking about our top five favorite box office flops. So uh, I don't know what kind of overlap we'll have with this, and there's a lot of movies out there that have not done well. So let's get to it. These are our top five favorite box office flops. More than four, less than six, it's the top five. All right, B-Pimp, what is your number five? My number five is 2001's Final Fantasy, The Spirits Within. Ooh, I remember that. Like, all computer animated.
1: Yes. And this is an interesting one for me. Well, first of all, I was roughly checking, like, budget and box office on these to kind of see if I was right, thinking that they were flops. And this one's budget was $137 million. It only made 85.1, so I think that firmly qualifies as a flop.
0: That's flop central
1: and it was i remember seeing previews for it i don't know what movies i was seeing around that time so i cannot remember where i was but i know for a fact that i saw previews and i was a final fantasy fan so i was like vaguely interested and then i remember hearing about it and hearing it was just so bad that i never even saw it so
0: <laughs> that is my number 5 that makes sense to me and i see the thing i wonder about making a final fantasy movie like i've played I'm aware of the Final Fantasy series of video games in general. I played Final Fantasy X. Uh, I played a little bit of Final Fantasy VII. It's not ever the same cast of characters. So, like, who are you... If you make a movie based on Final Fantasy, who are you trying to resonate with?
1: Yeah, that is weird, and that's... That is what stuck out to me, too, because it's exactly what you said. I was playing eight which came out in 2000, and I knew that... There were different characters previously, so I was like, "What are? this is just going to be some analog story that I wouldn't be invested in, you know?
0: And I, I guess I wasn't aware that that movie flopped, but now that you say it, like, it must have been expensive to make. I don't remember anybody... I don't remember too many people who saw it. I never saw it. Yeah, I'm sure some really hardcore... You know, art, Japanese
1: RPG fans or Final Fantasy specific fans probably did. Enough people did to get it some money, but obviously it did not recoup no. the budget.
0: All right, my number five is Stealth, which I've actually probably seen more than once. <laughs> uh, cause is that like Jamie Foxx? Yeah, it's Jamie Foxx, it's uh, Jessica Beale, and I'm forgetting who actually the lead actor is. <laughs> but. The reason it's funny is because I think Jamie Foxx had just finished Ray. Like he was at that point in his career like an actual like star. And in this movie, not to spoil it, but he's he's one of the three main characters, but actually dies like halfway through. So that was of surprising. Was
1: it that guy was it that British guy from
0: uh James McAvoy? Uh I don't think hold on, let me pull it up really quick.
1: From like X-Men last stand and all
0: that it's no josh lucas
1: oh okay from nashville
0: i guess
1: trying to think. isn't it the guy wait isn't josh lucas the guy who plays the stanford manager in the office uh i'm <laughs> thinking of the wrong guy
0: i think you're thinking of the wrong guy josh okay, lucas okay. has also been in outside of stealth he was in well he's been a lot Of movies I haven't heard of. (laughs) (laughs) He's
1: got the touch. Yeah.
0: Huh. Funny career. Oh, he was in a movie called Big Sur. That's right around here. He was in Hulk, I guess. I don't remember who he was in that.
1: The Ed Norton one?
0: Uh, no. The Eric Bana one. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know. But that movie is really weird and, like, it's... It's about a plane who, that's like a stealth plane that has its own, like, artificial intelligence. It turns on the people who made it, but then eventually there's, like, some underlying thing, uh, or, like, underlying conspiracy with the army itself, and actually the stealth plane helps uh, Jamie Foxx and Jessica, or no, not Jamie Foxx, at that point he's dead, but it helps Josh Lucas and Jessica Biel, like take down the army conspiracy or something. I can't remember. It's like really weird and bad. But like bad in kind of a neat way, but bad. That's another one I remember
1: seeing previews for but never watched.
0: Yeah. Uh you're not missing anything, but it is an interesting flop of a movie. All right, what is your number 4?
1: My number 4 is The 13th Warrior starring Antonio
0: Banderas. Oh. I did not catch that one.
1: This is a 1999 massive flop, which had a $160 million budget and only grossed $61.7 million. Whoa. Which is awful.
0: Why would you Uh, give an Antonio Banderas' vehicle that much money?
1: I don't know, but the thing is that I wanted to mention with this, I'm not trying to cheat and put two in one, but he was in another movie called Ballistic X vs. Sever. Do you remember that?
0: I remember hearing about that. That's like one of the worst movies of all time.
1: Yeah, and it came out really close to this one, so he was just in a bad rut there. Yikes. Um, this is apparently based on a Michael Crichton novel, and it's another one that I think I've seen part of that when it was on cable or something, but it's just, it just boggles my mind that he was given these huge roles in these massively backed movies that just were awful.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I kind of love the ballistic X that were like, that looked terrible and apparently it was even worse than it looked and it's like him and lucy lou like who wants to see that the title is so clunky why do you have a subtext and then it's
1: something versus something and i don't know what any of it is yeah why
0: so dumb well that okay we won't count that as a two-in-one but in spirit it kind of is
1: yeah it was kind of like i couldn't decide between them so i'm my official entry is definitely The 13th Warrior, but I had to include that. Yeah. Other one.
0: I get that. Okay, my number four is Hot Rod. And oh, man,
1: I love that movie.
0: I kind of like it, too, but it's it's weird. It's, for some reason, uh, so the, it's, if you don't know, it's Andy Samberg and his buddies uh, who wrote it and star in it, and came out, let's see, 2007, so it's over 10 years old. And if we want to look at by the numbers, it only grossed $14 million to a budget of $25 million. So it's not, it lost $9 million, I guess. No, $11 million, excuse me. So it could be worse of a flop. Right. But for some reason. On a reason, smaller
1: scale, that's a big margin, I guess.
0: Yeah, on a smaller scale, it's a decent margin. It's also, for whatever reason, I find Andy Samberg to be really funny. And I like his comedy trio as well. He cannot be in a successful movie. And I don't know why. <laughs> you like, don't think
1: Popstar was good? or <laughs>
0: Popstar flopped mega. <laughs> I heard it was good, but I never saw it. Like, That's My Boy with him and Adam Sandler. Huge flop.
1: Oh, yeah. Nick Sorgson.
0: Yeah, like, what is it about Andy Samberg that people are like, nope?
1: Well, if it's his style of con Like, I mean... Brooklyn Nine Nine's really successful on TV, but mm-hmm. his style of comedy is kind of hitter uh, you know, like an acquired taste or not too broad appealing and which is uh, kind of why I like him, but like Hot Rod's weird. I mean, if you're not in it like Bill Hader really entertains me in that movie, so I've always uh I've watched it multiple times. It's one of those ones, like, if you're just want to put something on that in the background, it's great for that, but I don't know, I could see why it didn't really do great, but broadly, why he doesn't do well in movies, I really don't know the answer to that. That's a good question.
0: Yeah, no, I don't know either. But I do, like, I enjoyed that movie. It was weird, but it was good. Um, I Especially, like, the long, <laughs> like, Chris Parnell is in that movie. And I like the long explanation of a tattoo he has that is, like, Calvin from Calvin and Hobbes pissing on uh an fm radio because he works in am radio and he thinks fm radio is like the i don't know the future product that's going to take down am radio even though it's (laughs) way way after the fact yeah that was really funny all right what is your number three my
1: number three is 2013's
0: 47 Ronin starring Keanu Reeves. Oh, yeah. When I was looking up movies that flopped, that one kept showing up, and I don't even remember that movie at all. This so is A explains. lot of these
1: that I ended up putting on this list are ones where I was at the theater, saw a preview, and was like, that's a weird movie. Why are they making that? And usually they'll push those a lot in the previews. Uh-huh. And then it ended up doing. Let's see, numbers wise, the budget was 175 million. It made 151, so it got close to breaking even, I guess. Wow, that must but be worldwide. When they, yeah, it's got to include like home video and whatever. But just to, when you put out 175 million dollars behind a movie, you're not trying to break even. So these are, you know. It's just bad. I think it was like... I heard that the response in Japan was very poor too because it was like based on a traditional and very popular story in Japan that they did not do a good job of uh, living Uh, up to. But he was able to somehow survive
0: a bomb like that and make John Wick, which ended up being great. So at least there's that. Yeah, like I like John Wick a lot. But even... You're telling me that movie came out in 2013. I have a tough... Time understanding why any studio would put that kind of budget on Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Like, The Matrix, like, fizzled out toward the end. Like, what was he doing at that point?
1: He's a name. I mean, he made all that money with speed.
0: (laughs) Right. No, that's a good point. Uh, But it is
1: weird because of kind of like, let's see what. So, between the end of The Matrix and that, one of the big things, Constantine. Not much. The Day the Earth Stood Still. Like, that has got to also Yeah, it's kind be of fun. rough between them. Yeah. And then John Wick came out after that. Now he's kind of, like, back in the saddle, I guess. But
0: but at the same time, even with John Wick, like, being successful, they're kind of smallish movies. Like, you wouldn't think he would get another massive-budgeted movie again.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't know, though. All right, my number three, speaking of massive-budgeted, like, just... This movie is awful. And inexplicable. But my number three is Battlefield Earth. With John Travolta. Oh what?
1: Double dip! Double
0: dip! Yeah! So this, I've seen, I have not seen this entire movie. I'll admit. I've seen probably half of it on TV. And I don't get it. Like it's, I mean not only do I not get the plot. Or like care or anything. But it's just like it looks terrible like it meanders it has the weirdest worst performances from everybody involved i don't even care if they're like a good actor like well give or take john travolta he's terrible in it but he's actually kind of committed to it because i think it's his pet project but forrest whitaker's in it and he's like terrible in it the guy
1: who played uh roger maris in 60 60- 61 isn't it <laughs> Yeah, he's oh, he's the main guy, right?
0: Essentially, yeah, yeah
1: terrible. I and it, John, I just remember John Travolta with that weird mustache, goatee thing, and all the and the cornrows or
0: the dreads he has. Yeah, what is up with that? That I, I don't know. It, it just looks every part of it is awful. Well, it's
1: a Scientology movie, right?
0: I think so. Yeah.
1: So that's oh wow. They were later sued. By its by their and the company that financed it was sued by its investors because they fraudulently overstated the film's budget. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a mess. It only made twenty nine point seven million against a third seventy three million dollar budget.
0: Yikes. That is yeah, that had no chance of being good. It's so weird. Alright, who uh Okay Oh, so, I'm at my number one, right? Oh wait, so that was your number two.
1: Oh, no, okay, yeah, so you're number two.
0: All right, my number two is a movie I don't dislike. It's just, it's weird, Um, and I guess did not do well, is Osmosis Jones.
1: Oh, wow, with uh, Orlando Jones?
0: It's not Orlando Jones. It has Chris Rock. and Chris
1: Rock's in that?
0: Yeah, Chris Rock's the main guy. Uh, And then it also has Bill Murray as uh, in the human side. Uh, along with Chris Elliott, and but it's Chris Rock and it's uh, David Hyde Pierce.
1: Uh, okay, I think I was trying to think which movie of Orlando Jones I
0: was confusing it with, but it might just be the name I got confused with. <laughs> Osmosis Jones. Yeah, yeah, that makes
1: sense. Sorry, sorry, Orlando.
0: But yeah, it's uh, so the movie goes back and forth between being like uh, cartoon and uh, live action. The live action scenes are weird because it is Bill Murray. I mean, he's being funny, I guess, but it's also like the grossest he's ever been because the movie. You mean like
1: appearance wise? Yes, appearance wise. wise. Like,
0: no, uh, well, I wouldn't say humor wise, although just appearance wise. And it's on purpose. It's supposed to, like, the movie takes place in his body. And I guess it's not doing well. But it's like such oh. a, a weird idea for a movie, so I I kind of get why it didn't do all that well. But it's different. I'll give it that. But yeah, I need to go
1: back and watch that because I apparently just thought it was Orlando Jones.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's and it used to be. I feel like it for a stretch it was on TV like all the time. Probably not anymore.
1: Yeah, I remember being aware of it even though I never saw it because the name. Was different and like the it 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 stuck out as like a different kind of movie and I just never actually took the step to watch it.
0: Yeah, it actually spawned a kids TV series, which is odd that it spawned to anything considering what a a bomb it was. Here it was, it had a budget of seventy million dollars and earned fourteen. Woof. Yes. So all right, we are to it. What is your number one?
1: So my number one. I kept as my number one, even though my later research told me that it didn't technically bomb as much as some of the other ones we've been mentioning, Mm -hmm. but for whatever reason, this is the name of a movie that synonymous with box office failure to me, Uh and it is 1995's Waterworld, starring Kevin Costner.
0: (laughs) Yes, you are correct in that it is synonymous with that.
1: And I think what happened was like the budget was 172 million, which in 1995 is insane. Yeah, <laughs> it definitely was the highest budgeted movie ever. And it did end up the final box office number is 264. So it made money, but I think that was largely due to it becoming like a weird cult movie after it was released. And oh, it wow. got a lot of money in like the home movie distribution and all that. Um, but it's, isn't it like? Am I you? You agree with me, but it's panned, right? I mean, people say like, how would you spend all that money to make a movie like
0: this? Oh, absolutely. And in watching that movie, I don't, I don't actually hate it, but it is like so weirdly meandering. It makes me wonder how it possibly cost that much. But I guess it was yeah. just probably difficult to shoot with all the water. I don't know. Like, what, what about that movie makes it look like it cost $170 million? I could not tell. I
1: have no idea. I mean, Kevin Costner made some other weird movies kind of in this vein. I mean, like, Dennis Hopper's in it, and the girl that was in uh, Life with Mikey, I think. Or no, who is this? Oh, no, the girl from Napoleon Dynamite, who, who uh, Deb. Glamour Shots by Deb. She's in it. So it's not like there's big names where they had to pay all this money and cast.
0: That's the kid in the movie? What? That's the kid in that in Waterworld is the same as the... Yeah. Like, oh, weird. Huh. Tina Majorino. Interesting. I did not realize that. Who is the female lead in that movie?
1: It's Jeannie Triplehorn, who ah. I think was
0: in Big Love later. Yes. She's actually a good actress.
1: Yeah, she is really good.
0: Yeah, that's, uh, no, that movie is definitely, it's in my honorable mentions, but I can understand why it's your number one. All right, my number one is a movie that I've also, like, seen probably twice, although in, like, not all the way through, just in, like, chunks when I've caught it on TV, and it is inexplicably awful, and I think they knew how awful it was while they were making it, or at least in post-production but it is the 2002 update of the movie Rollerball. Oh man. This movie sucks so much. First of all, Chris Klein, who is a god-awful actor, is the lead. And it also has LL Cool J and Rebecca Romaine. I don't know if she was Stamos at the time or not. It's so super weird cast. A lot of it takes place in like ambiguous Eastern Europe. I remember there's actually this whole scene that's shot in night vision. And it's it, it shows, I think it's like LL Cool J and Chris Klein going through, um, maybe somewhere in like Mongolia or something like that on motorcycles. And they keep putting in these like really weird like boing sound effects. <laughs> which i really think they did like post production when they were just like please let's just do whatever this movie is terrible let's do whatever and i remember thinking that as i was watching the movie being like they did when it came to the finish line of this movie they gave no shits at all
1: i you're making me want to watch it cuz i've never actually seen it i just know that it's i've heard it was that terrible
0: it is that terrible and definitely if you don't watch the rest of it fine but watch the five minute scene, maybe it's longer, I felt like longer, night vision scene, uh, probably like right in the middle of the movie, or maybe toward the end, and it is bafflingly awful. I'm, I'm excited to actually watch that now. I'm trying to find some budget stuff on it. Oh, here we go. Uh, budget says $70 million, which I cannot believe they spent $70 million on this movie. It looks bad. And box office, $25.9 Yeah, that's pretty bad, too. Pretty bad. Not the biggest flop ever, but, like, I just, oof. Some, like, with this movie, I cannot understand why they made it. Even the original Rollerball, as much as I kind of find it interesting and it's a cult classic, is not, like, an obvious movie to remake. It's not like people were clamoring for that, were they?
1: I... Can't imagine that.
0: That's it, it. I never thought about it that way before, but it does seem
1: that is a strange entry in like the let's remake everything fad.
0: Yeah, really weird. Alright. Well that's my number one. You got some honorable mentions?
1: I do. Uh one of them is Heaven's Gate. Um the reason I wanted to include that is it's Michael cimino who was the director of um The Deer Hunter. Mm-hmm. And then he made Heaven's Gate after that two years later in 1980. and it was one of the biggest budgets at that time, and it just was absolutely terrible. like completely flopped. The budget was 44 million. It only made 3.5 million. Jeez. So in 1980 that's insane, like to have that big of a budget and lose so much money. Um, and it basically ended his career, the director, after how successful the deer hunter was. And I've always been fascinated by that. Like you could have one masterpiece in your belt, and then after that it's just like lights out, nothing else happened.
0: Yeah, that's crazy how one like massive flop can do that.
1: I also had yeah. uh I don't know if you remember John Carter.
0: Oh yeah, I remember hearing about that. Like that's the other like uh like newer movie synonymous with flopping.
1: Yeah, and it's got Taylor Kitch in it, who's the he was in the second season of uh uh,
0: a true detective too, and I kind of liked
1: him in that, and I didn't realize he was in this.
0: Huh. Well, really? I we might have another agree to disagree. Unliked him in that, <laughs> but I liked, if, if we I did, did it, TV I, shows that flopped for me, man, second season of True Detective.
1: I still I kind of liked it. I like Colin Farrell. I like uh, Rachel McAdams. I don't know. Can, I'm a, can, uh, can I'm we at least agree Denver that?
0: Here. Can we at least agree that Vince Vaughn was fucking awful?
1: Oh yeah, that, he was really bad. He actually probably is responsible for ruining it for me more than anybody else the actress who played his wife is really bad too i don't know who that is though yeah she's like irish or something yeah one, one of my other ones i have two more one is sahara which came out in like 2008 huh. and i haven't actually seen this one or actually let's see no 2005 it's matthew mcconaughey steve zahn and penelope
0: cruz an <laughs> uh, all-star the, cast
1: I know, but the reason I thought it was interesting how bad it was is their budget was 160 million. I later found Whoa. that a, a large part of that was because they had to pay Morocco like all these bribes to let them film it
0: there. <laughs> Why? Just go somewhere else.
1: I know that's what I don't get. So they like their budget was super inflated because of those bribes, and then they <laughs> ended up losing money, even though it made 119 million dollars somehow.
0: Oh, jeez, that should not have cost that much.
1: No. And then the last one I had on my list was Titan AE. I don't know if you ever saw that. No. That was a 2000 movie that was uh, animated and the budget on that was like some estimates are up to 90 million and it only made 36 and that's a pretty big pretty big swing and a miss for an animated movie around 2000 that got kind of forgotten but it yeah. was they for some reason thought that was going to be a
0: big good investment and it was Fox. Yeah. Yeah, it's kinda of weird to miss on an animated movie like that.
1: Yeah, like that mom's something Mars mom's movie that came out a few years ago.
0: Oh, I remember seeing a preview for that and thinking, not only is this like a terrible title, but um it just looked so weird. I mean, it wasn't geared for me anyway, but like the actual the way the animation of that movie looked, I was like, this no way anybody is gonna see this.
1: Yeah, it was like a really poorly animated movie.
0: Yeah. All right, a couple of mine. Uh, Waterworld, as you mentioned. Another one on the high seas. uh, Cutthroat Island, which I remember seeing in theaters when I was a kid. It's with Gina Davis. And it's like a... I can't remember what year it came out. Mid-90s. Maybe early 90s. And it's like a pirate movie that is odd. And like a funny choice for Gina Davis at the time, too. I think it was like right after A League of Their Own. She probably filmed it beforehand, and then it came out after. <laughs> yeah. And then the other one I was thinking of that I... I just... I remember it because it was like... This movie came out in 2004, and it was like a couple years after Super Troopers, and it was the next movie from these guys, and it was like, oh, I wonder how this is going to be... The budget was not that big, and it, so it didn't really lose all that much money, so it's not like a huge flop, but it's Club Dread, which... I saw it in theaters, and I thought it was such a weird movie, and like, I can understand why it didn't make any money, and it also opened the same weekend as Passion of the Christ.
1: Oh, man. So, that was a bad bad timing for them.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was a weird, pretty bad movie, if I think about it in retrospect. I think I like tried to like it like right after I saw it, but I was like, no, oh, this is not good. But yeah, Club Dread. Broken Lizard. That's the name of the comedy troupe.
1: Yeah, and Super Troopers is one of my favorite movies, but I'm a little wary about that sequel that's coming out, too. I bet it'll be bad,
0: unfortunately. Well, if you have box office bombs that we forgot, uh, that you'd like to mention, some of your favorites, some of your least favorites, whatever you got, go ahead and hit us up on Twitter at Whiskey Sessions, or email us at WhiskeySessionsMusic at gmail.com and we'll read a couple of your emails right now. These are your emails. You sent us emails to read, emails, and now we'll read them. All right, B-Pimp, what do you got in the
1: old email inbox? Dear Amets and B-Pimp, of all the companies, which company do you wish made a whiskey? Regards, Jalene and Mobile.
0: Toyota. Reliable. You have some Toyota whiskey? Yeah. I like their cars. They're reliable. Um, You know, I've, I've driven one for a while. You know, either them or Honda. I would like some good Japanese car maker whiskey. Is that too much to ask? I
1: actually like that answer, but my answer is uh, Ruffles. Yes. Frito-Lay needs to
0: make a Ruffles whiskey. So it would be, would it be a chip flavored whiskey or a whiskey flavored chip?
1: It'd be whatever they want. I'm willing to go with their artistic integrity, but I want to try it.
0: Okay. I would also like to try that. So we're putting the call out to Ruffles. Go ahead and make a whiskey. Do it however you think, how you express yourself. And we'll try it. And I, I don't want to make this promise for you, B-Pimp. But I'll say it. Like, If they make a whiskey, we'll, we will go ahead and try it right away.
1: Oh, that'll be the first thing I do, no matter what is happening.
0: Yeah, it will cut in line all the other whiskeys to see if it's smooth or gets the boot.
1: I'm just waiting for him to do it.
0: Yeah. All right, here's another one I got from Carl in Eureka, Kansas. Dear Whiskey Sessions, instead of Let's Get Personal, where you guess whether a celebrity has a personal life section, why not do a game where you guess who the jerk is who keeps taking down my personal Wikipedia page? What do you mean? I don't have any evidence of cultural relevancy. So who is this from again? Carl in Eureka, Kansas. And I hate to say it, Carl, but if people haven't heard of you, Wikipedia is pretty on it about not letting you put up frivolous pages. Not to say that you are frivolous. I'm just saying.
1: They they are good at that. They they have like helicopter editors monitoring
0: it all, all times. Oh yeah, they sure do. But, um, you know, at some point, and maybe we're not there, but we're going to have a Whiskey Sessions page. And the question for our listeners is, do you think it'll have a personal life section or not?
1: It'll have a Whiskey. It'll be called Whiskeypedia.
0: Whiskeypedia. Oh, yeah. We'll take over the entire website. I think that's what we're saying, right? <laughs> at least
1: for a day, but probably permanently.
0: Yes. All right. Until we do that, this is Amat signing off for yet another episode be pimp. You got any words of wisdoms to leave him off with? Give us that Russell, Ruffles whiskey. That's all I want. Give us that Ruffles whiskey. That is all any of us want in this world. All right. Until next time. This is A saying Peace out. Be pimp. Bye. Bye.